listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 19th of January 2023. Later, why US recession fears stepped up a notch overnight, but first to the Australian economy where Australia's unemployment rate remained at 3.5% in December, but the economy lost 14,600 jobs. So have we reached a tipping point? For more, I spoke earlier with Alex Joyner. He is the Chief Economist at IFM Investors. Well, the labour market in Australia is still very tight. Uh, we shouldn't forget that. 3.5% unemployment rate persisted in, in December. Um, so they're very, very good labour market conditions. But we did have that small setback on the employment front. And, and that's really something that will be key to watch coming into 2023 is just that softening of labour demand. Because we know with the opening of borders that labour supply is going to increase Uh, And if labour demand softens too much, then we might see a little bit of an uplift in the unemployment rate. And uh, that won't be good for the economy. So is it fair to say this is the first fall in the number of people in work since about June? Do you think this really is the start of a series of job losses in the economy? Where do you think they will come from? Because as you mentioned, we're going to see migration coming in. And overseas, we're seeing these large tech companies like Microsoft today also announce a series of job losses in the US. It's really a key question whether we can keep what has been a relatively good run of employment growth going into 2023. It is pretty consensus that the economy will slow though. We've already seen that in sectors like the residential construction sector. And I think we're gonna start to see it a little bit more in retail as we go into 2023 as interest rates obviously, and the cost of living pressures bite. And we see a bit of a slowdown in discretionary spend. So what we might see in in some of those sectors is that we see some labor demand growth slowing and we could see outright job losses as well. So what does this mean for the unemployment rate? Because at the same time, aren't there those statistics that suggest that um, there are more jobs out there than people able to fill them? Yeah, there's certainly a lot of job vacancies out there, and there has been for a long time. Um, Businesses are reporting skill shortages, though. So what we're really seeing there, there isn't really the right job vacancy for the right candidate. Things like skills, wages, and maybe the location of the job are those vacancies from being filled. So that will keep uh, pressure on the unemployment rate to persist. Uh, And if we see more people wanting jobs, uh, labour supply building up, as we've been talking about, then that will see the unemployment rate, again, have some upward pressure on it into sort of the second half of 2023. So if we are starting to see now a bit of a turning point, a slowdown in the employment market, what does it mean for monetary policy? For monetary policy and the Reserve Bank, I I think their caution around raising rates that we saw in the back half of 2022 is really being vindicated. I don't think that the Reserve Bank wants to come into 2023 and be overly aggressive at all uh, and slow the economy down and push the unemployment employment rate up. So I think uh, when the RBA meets in February, you know, they have told us they'll do a little bit more on rates, but I think the vast majority of the tightening and the interest rate rises in this phase have been done in 2022, and we really won't see much from the RBA uh, in 2023. Alex Joyner there from IFM Investors, and the Australian share market rose off the back of the 
decision or the data rather, 7,435 on the S&P ASX 200. That's an increase of 0.6%. For more on the market reaction, I spoke earlier to Chris Weston. He's the head of research at Pepperstone. Well, I mean, financial has done all right today, but I think the, the bulk of the gains in terms of the best performing sector in the ASX is materials. And I'd, I'd argue that that really doesn't got a huge amount to do with the interest rate side of things. That said, I mean, I think what we've seen uh, from the jobs data today is, is quite helpful um, for share price appreciation. If you have a look at the interest rate pricing, we have priced out an element of rate hikes throughout this year. Uh, so that's obviously an equity positive. But I think when you reconcile that statement that, about the job situation, the sector that's done the best on the day has been materials. And I'd argue that that, yeah, that hasn't really fared too much there. Uh, the banks have obviously put a few points in today, but we've got good momentum in our market, and I think there's still buyers left in there. Speaking of job losses, in the US, we saw Microsoft add to this growing list of tech companies cutting jobs. What's that saying about where the US economy is at the moment? Well, there's... There- I mean, I think with the US, there's been a lot of concerns around what's happening in what we call the soft data, you know, the service, uh, sorry, the, the survey based data, the ISA manufacturing services data. And it was all about the hard data um, that was being compiled that was that was holding things up. What we've been seeing is things like the retail sales numbers coming out overnight, very, very weak in the US, uh, PPI numbers coming out weak in the US. And that compounded exactly what we've been seeing, not just from Microsoft who are shedding uh, jobs, but also Amazon as well. Uh, and I think that's that's the concern that we are revisiting one of the big themes of late last year, which of course is, are we going to see a recession in the US? The labour market was always the last shoe to drop. The consumer was always the last person to, to drop there as well. And I think over the last sort of, 24 hours, we've seen you know, pretty clear evidence that uh, for people who are calling a recession, you've seen evidence that they were probably going towards that side of things. Let's talk currencies for a bit. There was some moves there overnight. The Aussie taking a bit of a hit against the US. Why? Well, I think you go back to our friend that the, the, the Australian dollar is a great proxy of risk in the markets and growth. And given what we saw from the US with um, you know, the retail spending coming back about 1.1%, which is one of the weakest numbers we've seen for a long time, uh, the market went into a kind of risk aversion mode. We saw equities down pretty hard. And I think you know, when you're looking at that side of things with a weaker oil price as well, the Aussie retaining that, that element of risk and being a proxy of growth, of course, in that situation, uh, you know, traders came out and sold the Aussie dollar as that kind of vehicle that you use in that environment. So I think just the risk off malaise, this idea of de-risking portfolios and the Australian dollar got caught up with that. It breached 70 only a few days ago. Where to now? I think we need we need China to continue doing what it's doing. I mean, I think the Aussie's just really been a, a great play because you know, copper prices have worked well, iron ore prices have worked well, Chinese equities have gone on a, on a strong run because of this reopen, this aggressive reopening we've been seeing there um, and also what's been happening with stimulus there. So I think for the Australian dollar to, to continue, we're going to need to see further news flow around the reopening stage that's not already priced into markets. But I think at the same time, yeah, this, this last 24 hours have caught us on notice. You know, what's happening with the U.S. economy? Is it going to actually experience a hard landing, which some people had suggested? I think they've been priced out. So we're watching the U.S. data as well as the Chinese data. If the data rolls over and, and heads south and gives us an idea about a global recession that's not really there, then the Australian dollar is going to underperform. Chris Weston there from Pepperstone. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.